While we continue to go through the prophet Daniel, it's just uh, full of really interesting and and, uh, lively and colorful stories. So uh, this chapter here in Daniel, chapter 5, is uh, describing a time in the life of Daniel. Daniel, he prophesied, he ministered over the course of like 60 years. Okay, so he lived to an extraordinarily old age into his 90s or so, and he, he prophesied over the course of all the successive kings of the Babylonian Empire. So he was back in the beginning when um, Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon, and he could see the kind of, even though Nebuchadnezzar was kind of a bad guy and he had a, he had a pride issue, uh, there was something very kind of venerable about him. And uh, you see when you read in the earlier chapters of Daniel the kind of respect that Daniel has for Nebuchadnezzar. Well, so there's a successor king here, Belshazzar, who's not worth hardly anything compared to Nebuchadnezzar. And you can see that the respect that Daniel has towards him is, is not much. And he's, and at this point, you know, uh, Daniel is a very old man, and Belshazzar is a very young man, and Daniel has seen the big pers- picture, the perspective of the kind of decline of quality of leadership over the years. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's very disappointing to him in many ways. So, uh, what's the, what's the thing that, that is really captures the, the vicious and, um, you know, dastardly character of Belshazzar is that he actually takes the sacred vessels of the temple in Jerusalem. Okay, the sacred vessels that are used in the worship of the one true God. And what does he do with them? He uses them to have a party, all right. And just these, he he treats them casually like common vessels, and he drinks, he has wine in them, and just he's hey, all right, okay. You know, Nebuchadnezzar went in and he destroyed Jerusalem, and he took the sacred vessels from the temple, uh, and that was bad. But he at least he probably had enough respect for the God of Israel to take those sacred vessels and kind of store them away. You know, he might have showed people them as like a trophy. See what we did? We took over the, you know, he might have done that. But he didn't, you know, have the audacity to go and then use them to, you know, drink and have a party with. Okay. So there's a real big contrast here between the quality of the person of Nebuchadnezzar and the less, 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 less quality of the person of Belshazzar. So a hand is sent, and it's in the middle of Belshazzar's party here. Let me try to get his name, Belshazzar. Belshazzar's party, and there's this hand that shows up in the middle of nowhere. It's just like a hand, it's like an image, okay? And we have the common, what's the common maxim today? The, the proverb that we say, right? He saw the, he saw the writing on the wall, <laughs> right? It means he knows that it's coming to an end. So that's where that, that proverb comes from. It comes from the story in Daniel. So the hand writes on the plaster of the wall, uh, Mene, Tekel, and Peres. Okay, these are Aramaic words, and the first one means. Now I'm going to give it in a real. I, I, I'm not going to give you through all the different translations. I'm going to cut to the chase and give you basically what it means in like common parlance in English. Basically means fifty dollar bill, one dollar bill, two fifty cent coins. That's what it means. Okay, fifty dollar bill, a dollar bill. Two fifty cent coins. That's essentially what it means, all right? And so he's like, oh my gosh, what the heck is that? You know, so now what's very interesting is I don't know if it's included in this text because sometimes our lectionary cuts out in, uh, parts to kind of take the story and make it a little shorter. 
But if you go into this chapter in the Bible and you read it in context, what happens is it's the queen mother who is a person of the older generation. She's not, and she's not there during the party. Okay? But she gets wind that Belshazzar uh, had some, something happen here, some kind of a divine sign. And she knows, oh, I remember, you know, she knows Daniel. She knows how wise Daniel is. So she says, and she remembers how Daniel interpreted all these dreams and omens and signs for Nebuchadnezzar. So she says, we'll get Daniel in here. Well, when you, you figure, Belshazzar doesn't even know who Daniel is. You see, he's completely forgot the quality of people that had preceded him. Okay? And he's in his own little world. He's like, who's this guy Daniel? You know? Uh, so Daniel comes in and he interprets the dream and he basically says, okay, so the Aramaic word mene, uh, it basically, it, it sounds, it's a word play in Aramaic, okay, which was the lingua franca, franca of the time there, of the time period that this is written in, or at least that it depicts. And it says, it, it rhymes or it sounds like the word numbered, okay, and then tekel, the dollar bill, all right, it has something similar in sound to the word way. And then finally, peres, which means basically two fifty cent coins, okay? That has sound uh, of, well, it means, first of all, divide in half, okay? But it also sounds like Persia as well, too, peres. Sounds like Persia, okay, in the Aramaic, all right? So it's very clever. So Daniel says, well, many. That, what, what that means, God is telling you, he's saying, he's numbered your kingdom, and he's put an end to it. Okay? So it's limited. Your kingdom is limited. It's not infinite. It's not eternal like the kingdom of God. All right. Tekel. So that's the dollar bill, right? You've been weighed in the scales and you've been found wanting. Okay? So, uh, Paris, your kingdom's been divided. And it's given to the Medes and the Persians. Okay? Two fifty cent coins. The Medes and the Persians. So, one, another interpretation of this is, I think this is very telling, is basically what's, what God is saying to Belshazzar is he's saying, Nebuchadnezzar was like a $50 bill, okay? You're worth a buck compared to him, okay? And, and because of that, I'm gonna cut you in half and give your kingdom to the Medes and the Persians, alright? And they're basically worth 50 cents a piece, alright? So, and we see that yesterday, in yesterday's reading, right, this big idol, okay, that Nebuchadnezzar sees in his dream, and then Daniel interprets him, it has, it's all gold, the head is gold, and then the chest is silver, and then the torso is bronze, and the legs are iron, so you see this descending level of quality going on. So, you have an interesting contrast here between the concept of quantity and quality, and if you live your whole life like Belshazzar did in terms of quantity, you're not going to have, you're not going to be a very quality person. Okay. So if you notice, it starts off by saying, well, Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his lords. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's a kind of a guy who's focused totally on material things and his gods are literally material things, golden and silver and wood and stone. Those are, the, those are his gods. All right. The lowest Material reality, alright, that's, uh, in terms of quality, it's the bottom of the barrel of all the things that God has created. So, you know, sometimes people who are focused on, on the lowest quality things, they think they can compensate for that fixation on low quality things by increasing quantity, alright? 
You can never do that. You can, it, there's quantities, never a replacement for quality. So, you know, I want a bigger house. I want, I want more people, you know, in social media today, everything's quantifiable. How many likes did your post get on Facebook? You know, I've got a thousand likes. You know, my YouTube channel has got a million subscribers. Oh my gosh. And you ask the poor kids today what they want to do. They say, I want to be a YouTube personality. And you can even buy likes. Did you know that? You can buy likes. There's a company out there. You can give them money, and they'll just click your YouTube page and put lots of likes. So, you see, if you live your life in terms of quantity, you're not going to be a very quality person, all right? You're going to end up being weighed in the balances and found wanting. And ultimately, in the context of eternity, you're going to be blown away like the chaff that's blown away by the wind. And uh, you're not going to really be of uh, eternal value. So, my brothers and sisters, let's be people of quality. Let's be people of substance. And the only way to really do that is to live before God in your conscience. And when no one's looking, to do the right thing. And to know what really matters is the approval of God. And that if you have his likes, if he's liked you, okay, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna exist for eternity. You're not going to be <coughs> divided. You're not going to be numbered and, and limited, but you're going to go on to eternity.